What's going on, everybody? This is TC Fontaine, Malik Ricks, the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, man. Uh, What's going on? Uh, a special uh, happy belated birthday to us. We uh, It's been a year since we started our Instagram page. It's kind of <laughs> kicked all this into motion. Yes, so, sir. Man, it's uh, it's been a hell of a year. It's been a fun year. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to having more opportunities to do uh, more things. Uh, in the next year, in the next upcoming years, um, you know, Laura Willing, man. So it's been a fun year, man. Starcast, we got invited to Starcast like after like four months of doing media, which is crazy. Uh, right, that's uh, Vegas Sports Daily. Daily. Um, yeah, shout out to Vegas Sports Daily, man. Uh, uh, what else we do, man? Not much, really. We didn't get out. We, we went to we went double, we went or to double or nothing. Yeah. It really has been, been like grinding and it, like yeah. I mean, we got to get paid too we, at the same we, time. We we ate, on top of us working actual jobs and yeah. like keeping this afloat and like we have our Young King Sports Pod like page and podcast that I control and you've been controlling this. Like, bro, we have been working extremely hard. We've had a lot of recognition from top wrestlers like Chris Jericho, uh, Trish Stratus posted one of our our posts, man. Uh, we just got a, a huge love from Killer Cross. All these like Shout the Killer Cross, man. Wrestlers that's that's really messed with us throughout this year. And man, next year they just get bigger and better. Shout out to uh shout out to two time Hall of Famer uh X Pac. Oh man. That's probably, yes. that probably my favorite experience meeting a wrestler ever was meeting X Pac. And like he introduces himself to us, like we don't know who he is. Yeah, like hey, I got <laughs> X Pac in on one of my vlogs, bro. Like that's one of the Dopest moments. The dude just came with tools like, "Hey guys, I'm Sean." I'm like, we know who you are. We know you. We see you on TV the last twenty something years. We bro, know we we like we we've grown up <laughs> watching you. What are you, why are you introducing yourself? Shout bitch. Like that's probably and, and the thing is, I see other people say they have similar experiences meeting X Pac too. Oh, like yeah, he's cool ass dude. Probably the coolest. Probably the coolest dude. Like especially especially when you consider who his homies are. Yeah, especially considering them and they just have reputations of being these assholes, and for him to be like so cool and level headed and just like he, humble he and like nice, he life. yeah, he. I mean, I would too if if my life was kind of flashed before my eyes. Yeah, like his did, uh, yeah. facing death as many times as he has. Like you gonna appreciate life for real. He really does. Yeah. You can you can see it. Like I follow him on social media. You can see he enjoys, he appreciates uh, life. Um, he appreciates being able to still be around and have his place in the business that he uh, made his name in and, and carved his legacy in. Uh, he's 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 a dope person just in general. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to X-Pac, man. Shout out to a uh, two-time Hall of Famer. I don't think anybody ever thought X-Pac would get into the Hall of Fame once. <laughs> um, and that's not a slight to him. That's just the you know you you kind of look at guys that had bigger careers, and uh, and even even he says something about it too. Is like he doesn't feel. I'm I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if he said this exactly, but uh, either he said he doesn't feel like his career was worthy enough for the hall of fame and, or he doesn't, he doesn't want the individual recognition. I think, he, I think he said he didn't want the individual recognition and he's proud to go into the hall of fame as part of two of the biggest groups of all time. 
to me, honestly, to me, that that credits individual. You know what I'm saying? Like he made the 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 chop popping like possible. You know what I'm saying? We forget he was the one, two, three kid. He be Razor Ramon, like be Razor Ramon his first night on road. Yeah, he had some memorable moments. Like if if some, like I wouldn't be surprised if he went in there individually. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, my my opinion. I, I, I mean, Coco Beware is in there. I, I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to disrespect Coco Beware. I mean, no disrespect to Coco Beware. <laughs> but, yeah. Because Coco Beware's career before Coco Beware was was good. But, like, yeah. as Coco Beware, um, they don't – what memorable moments does Coco Beware have in, in the WWE? I, I, I don't remember. I, I could be 100% honest with you. I've never watched a Coco Beware match. I watched a Coco Beware match. Uh, I've never watched one in a day of my life. A lot I, of like I watched my first. Things, oh, I've never really watched. I watched my first Coco Beware match this year, though. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a Coco Beware <laughs> match before. Uh, it was it was uh, it was WrestleMania three. I was watching old WrestleManias earlier this year, and like I was watching WrestleMania three because we know. Uh, you know, the, the the Silver Dome and uh and Hulk Hogan body slam Andre. So I was like, this is an important WrestleMania. So I'm gonna go watch this one. And it was uh it was Butch Reed and um and Coco Beware. So they like I think they might have been the only two black people on that show as well. Uh I should go check. <laughs> uh I never who the hell is Haiti kid? I don't who? know. Somebody named Haiti Kid was on the exactly. card of WrestleMania three. Oh. Um, Junkyard Dog was on WrestleMania three. Lost the Harley race. A really, uh, really, really racist. Uh, yes. Really racist vibes. He had to like bow down to Harley race. I think like it was like ever, Harley race was the king. Harley race at the time. You ever heard of New Jack talk about Junkyard Dog? No, man. You gotta go listen to that. Pretty All cool. right, <laughs> say less. <laughs> <laughs> Cause, cause, New Jack got my favorite shoot interview ever. Yeah, I, I could watch him. Sh- I, 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 I could watch no that Chris Benoit shoot. Man, why were all three of them together? Honky Nancy Talk was man. a friend of mine. Nancy was a friend of mine. You, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, he called, yeah, he called. Yeah, he called well, Chris Benoit like, every name. Well, like Iron Sheik, Iron Sheik, Honky Tonk Man, and New Jack were all just chilling, yeah. having a shoot interview, and then That's- they. Spent like fifteen minutes talking about Chris Benoit. That's a nasty combination. That's a nasty combination. I wonder what substances were involved. Oh, leading up to that. Oh God, um, dude, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man, but we got a, you know, we got a pretty, pretty packed show here. Uh, yeah, man, uh, the the Young Kings Wrestling Decade Awards. You know, we don't want to go too in depth. But well, we got some awards to hand out uh, as far as uh, this whole decade is concerned, man. Just some of our favorite moments. We're going to get it cracking. But first, uh, this Sunday, uh, the final pay-per-view of uh, the final WWE pay-per-view of 2019, the final WWE pay-per-view of the 2010s, uh, hey. tables, ladders, and chairs. <laughs> Excuse me, as I said last week, this this pay-per-view is special. 
in my heart. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Young Kings Wrestling is one years old. And so uh, the Table Lighters and Chairs pay-per-view, I enjoy it. I like TLC matches. I love the the triangle uh, ladder matches mm-hmm. and the, the oh, TLC yeah. matches back in the day. Uh, one of my favorite TLC matches I think nobody really talks about is the Fatal 4-Way on Monday Night Raw during Raw Roulette. And the, I think it was the first with, ever with, Raw Roulette. With, was that with Jeff Hardy, RVD? Yeah, Hurricane Jeff Hardy, RVD, Ball, Christian. Uh, Jericho. Christian and Chris Jericho. Kane and the Hurricane, Kane. but Hurricane had got hurt Her, before the yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. So Kane had to go by itself. Oh, yeah. That's yeah it was in Vegas. Mom, that's when my mom's didn't let me watch the rest of them, so. It was in Vegas. It was a first, it was the first Raw Roulette, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's yeah. probably my favorite TLC match that that doesn't feature like the originals. I mean, like Jeff Hardy okay. was in it, but Jeff Hardy and Christian were in it. Uh, let me go check. I can't remember exactly if Christian was in there or not. Yeah, I think Christian was. But it was it was on Monday Night Raw. Um, I think people forget there was a TLC match on SmackDown with the Hardy Boys, Doug Lee, Edge Christian, Chris Jericho, and Chris Benoit. That was, that was in two thousand one. I remember that. That was that's probably the one that nobody talked about because it was the it was you had the first two which were the classics, and then you had that one, and then the the fourth one. I think more people know about. Yeah, and, and that the, third one people just forget about. The first one. The first one was. Uh, the third uh, one, the third one. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, go ahead. Uh, the third one you're thinking about is uh is the original three teams, and then it was Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit. Yep. And uh, the one on Raw Roulette was it was Kane by himself, uh, the Dudley Boys, uh, Bubba and Spike, not Devon, because Devon was on SmackDown at the time. Brother Devon. Yeah. Uh, it was Christian and Chris Jericho and okay. uh, Jeff Hardy and RVD. So, yeah, man, um, that was one of my favorite TLC matches, especially the end of it. the the end of The end of that match kind of spoiled it because we get the the introduction of the Katie Vick situation. Oh my god! <laughs> so, but like outside of that, it was it was dope to see like Kane kind of persevere. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Bubba and Bubba Dudley had the the con- the the concussion of concussions. Uh, go go watch that match. That dude was bro does not have any idea where he's at, what he's doing. Um. Yeah, dude. Shout out to shout out to to that is one of my favorite matches of all time. But uh, the 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 first one is what got me in love with wrestling today. Like the reason why I like indie wrestling so much is because like that that first one was, you know, at WrestleMania 2000, and boy. SummerSlam. It was at it was, SummerSlam? Yeah. Uh, at WrestleMania, it was only a ladder match. It was a triple threat triangle ladder match. But they introduced the oh, tables and chairs yeah. to it at SummerSlam. Okay, okay. And then they had another rematch at WrestleMania the next year. So, I guess my I guess my favorite TLC match is the one at WrestleMania, because that ladder match was. The second one? That, yeah. That that That's what got me at. that. That's what got me the love for wrestling, bro. Yeah, the, the second TLC match is better than the first one. Yeah, wait in my minute. opinion. But that that ladder match they had is crazy, and and the yeah. thing was like, <clears throat> excuse me, those teams, those teams were 
just crazy because you had like the tables, they had a tables match at the Royal Rumble between yeah. the Hardys and the Dudleys. Now oh, that match. match. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, Christian and Chris Jericho was like, I mean, not Chris Jericho, but uh, Edge was like hitting each other with chairs and hitting other people with chairs, excuse me, concertos and all that. So they just put it all together. And, uh, and now we have a pay-per-view. Um, so all those old TLC matches were phenomenal. Unfortunately, the TLC matches on this show weren't as good, but they were, <laughs> they were okay. Uh, okay. So let's, let's run it down, man. Um, let's do it. We kicked the show off. We had a uh, Humberto Carrillo and Andrade. Uh, they won about 10 minutes or so, and it was dope. It was, uh, it was, it was a nice match. I mean, it's Andrade. It's, like I say all the time, that's one of my favorite wrestlers. Right. Just from a from a technical fundamental aspect, and uh, and they had a better match than they had last Monday on Raw, uh-huh. and, uh, for a pre-show match. I mean, you gotta have the pre-show matches gotta be good because you gotta hook people in, right? People are right. like, why are they going so hard for a pre-show? Nobody's watching because they put no matches like this. You you go and tune the fuck in. It's obviously you're watching. <laughs> Yeah, and, and you watch like, what? Hey, hold on, really, hey, let me before I get further into this. Every Sunday that there's a pay-per-view, why do people on Twitter act like they did not know that a pay-per-view was that Sunday? Why? They want to rag on WWE. Like stop, you know it was a pay-per-view. You know that like, your weekend ain't oh, been that We get a pay-per-view every week, but I'm a wrestling like, fan. What there's a pay-per-view tonight? Ugh. Yeah. I'm not going to watch. Like you knew damn well it was a pay per view. Me, honestly, bro, I I love the pay per views on a Sunday. It's just something about it that makes my day brighter. <laughs> yeah, because I and and it's and hopefully, hopefully AEW goes this route in the future and moves their pay per views to Sunday because those Saturday pay per views be kind of killing me. Especially when we got boxing, MMA, yeah, there's so much other stuff on a Saturday. It's not. I mean, even WWE is doing that with the takeovers. Like the next takeover is going to be on a Sunday. Okay. Like, the takeover in Portland is going to be on a Sunday, because I, I think probably just... Are they moving the it future. away from the, from the like, takeover, then the main event pay-per-view? Are they trying to, like, Yeah, separate? it's a separate. So, I think instead of... You're taking another one of my ideas, man. <laughs> I think instead of the fast lane pay-per-view, which they usually have... Oh, thank God. Have, they're thank having takeover God. instead. I've never liked that pay per view for some Cause it's, it did it's right there. It, it'd be taking place yeah. like three weeks before <laughs> WrestleMania, and like yeah. two weeks after Elimination Chamber. It's just random. It don't need to be there. Yeah, like, like just had that one pay per view probably like five six weeks before Mania, and then the Roadblock. Weeks. At least Roadblock was a good event though. Was and it was a house show. It was a house show. It did. It Ambrose and Triple H. Yeah, I remember that. Fire match too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Really good match. Probably that's probably Dean Ambrose's best match he's ever had. <sighs> and it was for nothing. He probably should have won that match when you think about it. <laughs> but like story purposes, I get it. Right? right. You know. But the crowd was so behind him. And then when he actually won it a few months later, I don't think they cared. I mean, like that crowd he won it in front of cared. I'm gonna say, I know I, we went nuts in the building when I seen it. But like his reign, I don't think people cared that much. Anyway, I digress from my point, man. <laughs> pre-show matches be good. Watch them pre-show matches because 
which is why they really be featuring your favorite wrestlers on the pre-show, like AJ Styles on the pre-show a few months ago. It's AJ Styles. Come on now. They want to get people watching that. Yeah, get people to watch it. Yeah. Especially, especially when theoretically, if you don't have the network, your pay-per-view is free. All right. So yeah. Watch and, the, watch the <clears throat> and you can watch that match on YouTube. Like they yeah, have, you can watch it for free on YouTube or yeah, Twitter. Yeah, like I don't know where else they have it, but you know how they be. They complain. Uh but to kick off the main show, uh, we have a ladder match. Uh and it was two teams that I didn't expect to really go crazy in a ladder match, but they did. Uh New Day and Revival. Yeah. Pretty pretty good match. I thought uh, I thought Big E was gonna kill uh Chad was it Chad Dawson? Scott Dawson? Uh-huh. Dashwater. Oh yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking of the boxer. I'm like Chad Dawson, yeah. Uh which one of it was with the big ending off of the ladder? Yeah, like it was so close to the rope too. So I'm like, bruh, they they might like fall out the ring or like land on the rope and this might hurt somebody for real. And it was some interesting spots because you had three this is a ladder match. Like yeah. ladder matches are known, you know, for high flyers doing high flying moves, but you have three power guys. And then you had Kofi, who's not really like a flyer. He's just like the athletic dude, but he's not, uh-huh. you know, you don't think of him as being like a, a luchador, Like he's not even like a Jeff Hardy. Right. You know, he's, I, don't, I can't describe Kofi, but like, he's, I mean, he's, he's a, he has a lot of agility. Yep. And a lot of athleticism, and that helps him out, right? Uh, kind of stand out a little bit more. And, and so, very, like, as athletic. you can see in this past year, he can tussle with big guys. He can tussle with the smaller guys too. Him being that athletic is great too. Like, some he's like almost like forty spots. years old, which is crazy. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yes, he he. Kobe is a vet, though. Like Kobe's a for real vet. And and it's also okay because Kofi's been around going on 12 years and he has like no major injury history. He's like almost 40 years old. And he's still as athletic as he is. He's just signed over for five more years. So hey, knock on wood. But yeah, shout out to Kofi, man. Um New Day gets a gets a, a win over the uh, the revival. They opened match, uh, opened the pay per view with that match, and it was the best decision they could make because I don't think any other match would have been able to open up this show. Uh-huh. And so, and you gotta have those openers; they matter. You right, get the crowd hot. You know, uh, WWE knows how to pace a show out really well, and they love putting the ladder TLC matches first. They get ladder the matches. crowd. They get yeah. the crowd hype. So. Know how to throw those first. But good match, though. Great match. And uh, if possibly the best match of the night uh, followed up, uh, Aleister Black and Buddy Murphy. Uh, I'm not the yeah. biggest fan of those moves where you, uh, those 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 matches where you just spam moves a lot. But it served a purpose. It did what it did. It was it was it was hard hitting. Like Aleister Man. Black wanted somebody to fight him. Buddy Murphy challenged him. So having this is my type of match. Be a little stiff, a little strong style, little. Yo, this is this is a, this is like a New Japan style match, but like, like say yeah. say you going, this is like a New Japan style match. You'd be like, Mom, can we order a New Japan match? Like we have New Japan at home. Like this is one <laughs> of them matches. Yeah, 
the New Japan at home. Because, bro, give them an Iron Man match, please. That was amazing. That was an amazing match, yo. I could I could watch that all day. Like, can we get a rematch? I, I, I said it. I said it like last next week. Monday. Like I didn't. I have not read the spoilers yet. But can we get a, a rematch next Monday? Please. I, I said this last week. This show. This match might steal the show. And to me, it did. It did. It it did everything what I wanted it to, wanted it to do. Hard hits, great spots. Um, Neither guy look weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, neither one of them look weak at all. And the uh, ending sequence was fucking amazing. Yeah, we all knew Aleister Black was going to win. But Buddy Murphy, he is just such an amazing wrestler, yo. Like, him and Aleister Black, uh, give us, like, I remember earlier in the decade, because we were talking about decades, we used to have those matches where we might get Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler, like, four shows in a row. Then we'd get him at a pay-per-view. Yeah, I could watch this four shows in a row and get it a pay per view, like that was absolutely, amazing. definitely, man. So uh, shout out to Alistair Black picks up the win with a black mask. Um, watch the end of that match if you don't want to watch the whole thing. Just watch like the last three minutes. CBS give out grades on matches. Do that. I just, I just seen this. They gave. Uh, it's crazy when you see like mainstream sports. Yeah. Like talk about wrestling on their websites. Like, they gave uh, Andrade and Korea a minus. ESPN gave, has a whole WWE section on their site. Yeah, they gave uh, New Day Revival an a minus. They gave this last match an a. And uh, as we go through the rest of the matches, I'll let you know the rest of the grades. <laughs> uh, Viking Raiders and OC. So uh, the uh, the Viking Raiders issued an open challenge. Uh, we thought it would be the AOP or the Usos. It was uh, the OC, which uh, you think about the OC ended up beating the Viking Raiders a few weeks ago. Um, I think it was was it a Survivor Series in a tag match. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, they were on the same team. It was it was sometime around there. Uh, so much has gone on, so I can't recall everything. <laughs> but I do know that the OC, they do have a win over the Viking Raiders uh, as of a few weeks ago. And so it's, this made sense uh, that they would issue the open challenge. What didn't make sense was it being a double count out. I think if you were going to go that route to protect someone, uh, at least have like a disqualification. We know WWE loves their DQ results. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't go with it this time. But it is what it is. Uh, they had a rematch on Monday, and uh, the OC – it was non-title rematch, and uh, and the OC ended up winning. Where are the Usos? We might not see the Usos for a few weeks. Um, probably to the Rumble, possibly. Man, that that is uh, – that's a bummer. I thought they would show up, though. Like, to, to me – Honestly, you know, I'm going to talk about that later because we have, we have, you know, that conversation and I'm going to give out two of WWE and Indy, but we can keep going. And, uh, damn, the Lakers lost. That's crazy. To who? Indiana. Oh, to Indy? Okay. Which I I kind of saw that coming because Milwaukee lost last night too, and we faced the Bucks on Thursday. Yeah, people always. I mean, Indiana ain't a bad team. They probably you know. But how are the Lakers looking this year, bro? 
that ain't even the Lakers' worst loss. Like, our worst loss is against Dallas. <laughs> Uh, tune into the Young King Sports podcast. Shout out to Young King Sports, man. Uh, sorry about that. I just got the alert. I didn't get to watch the game. I haven't watched the Lakers game in a few weeks. I've been so busy. It is what it is, man. Uh, moving on though. Uh, what was the grade for for that tag title match, Malik? Uh, it was a B minus. B minus sounds about right. wasn't yeah. wasn't much going on. Um, why, why are they giving out? Keep my attention. Can we just right, <laughs> like, 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 are are they that thorough? Where you got to give out a, a a minus to the grade? Right. <laughs> uh, we have our first TLC match of the night. Uh, King Corbin defeated Roman Reigns. Shocker to me. I really thought Roman was about to walk out of here. I didn't get to see this match. It was a. Uh, it was okay. It was. It was hard hitting. Um, it broke the German announce table, which. Happens a lot now. You remember back in the day when the Spanish announce table used to get broke all the time? Tore up. Like, the German announce table took its spot. <laughs> I swear, like, at least every other pay-per-view. Maybe every pay-per-view, but every other one for sure, that table gets crashed into. Um, Roman Reigns don't got no homies. Nah. <laughs> so Because one homie gone and the other homie got his little faction going on, so. Yeah, so like all your home, like one of your homies is gone. The other one is is on Raw. Uh, <laughs> your cousins are on Raw. Your other cousin, like your cousins are nowhere to be found right now. Like you don't got no family or homies on there. <laughs> like even Braun Strowman ain't got no interest in helping you out. And Braun Strowman don't got no homies neither, because like we seen him get jumped by a whole bunch of people before too. And Where? Nope, him out. What is Braun Strowman doing? Uh, shit, I have no idea, bro. <laughs> Bro, this is. And Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman is starting to get to that point in his career where he doesn't matter outside of the month of January. For the yeah. Rumble. He, he, yeah, that that was my fear of all this of him not ever winning a title as soon as he did. But you know, me so well, you kind of as soon as he could as well. I can't. I think a lot of people, they, they shouldn't be in that. Brock Lesnar doesn't need the title, but then, like, talk about how Braun Strowman was wasted by not, not ever winning the title. I mean, with it's Braun. It's kind of the same idea. Like, but neither Braun, one of them really need the title, but they're, they're such big attractions where you don't, yeah. they don't need to give the championships to them. But to me, Braun is no Brock Lesnar. You know what I'm saying? Like, Braun was there every week. And you keep putting – like, they kept putting him in, like – the picture of like either he would be in the match or he had some involvement with the title. And it was just like, uh, you gotta be quicker than that. You gotta be quicker than that. And it was like, it's gonna get to a point where it's gonna be like, oh, we don't care. And I think that point has gotten here where we just. You know, the last great opportunity they had was when he was money in the bank. Yeah. Like that was the time you could have did it. Like you, they should have, they should have pulled the trigger on on Braun Strowman at SummerSlam. Uh-huh. You mean to tell me, like, this dude comes down to the ring before the title match and is like, hey, I might cash in, I might not. And then he just not cash in. You just in. don't, right? Especially when you book him as a monster, like an, an unstoppable monster at that. So You could have just had him join in in a triple threat. Yeah. But, hey, hopefully, like, hopefully they kind of, like, try to repackage him, give him – again. Know, back yeah yeah it don't really take much just have them just start doing ridiculous shit like pushing 
carts off of the stage and tipping stuff over on the people like he did. And yeah, build him up that way again, and you good. Yeah, maybe. Let's see. But uh, like I was saying, though, man, Roman Reigns has no friends. Uh, Baron Corbin and the Revival and Dolph Ziggler, they all, like, put the brakes on Roman. And, uh, yeah, dude. So, uh, Roman Reigns this year has lost on pay-per-view to Baron Corbin, Eric Rowan, and Shane McMahon. God. That's a list. Roman Reigns has had a really bad 2019. (laughs) And I've watched enough wrestling in my life to know 2020 is going to be the Roman Reigns show. Yeah, he has. Has he had a major title this year? He has not had any championships this year. Yeah. I, Which I, I want to say is his first year since coming into the WWE. Yeah. I've I, I, I seen next year being a good It was year. also the first year since 2002 that John Cena did not wrestle in, in, a, in a pay-per-view match. Crazy. Well, I think people appreciate Roman Reigns now more. So maybe, maybe he'll get back. They didn't like it. Didn't start appreciating Roman Reigns until like we thought it was a possibility. It was over that he had never wrestled again. Yeah. yeah. Which I appreciated Roman Reigns long before that. It's, it was a shame that it took that moment. I think it's more of the like people rebellious against companies. Whereas, like, when we see guys being built. And we like, ah, oh, we feel like we've seen this before. People mm-hmm. rebel towards it, like against it. Like, uh, we don't want to see him champion because we know this is who y'all want to be champion. And after all that happened, and this year, if, you know, him like really not really but doing They do that with people they want to be champion. You think so? Look at Seth Rollins this year. Uh, they wanted I've, him to be champion. And then they uh, I've never won. When I've, WWE what? put him in that position. I've always been the I've never been the biggest Seth Rollins fan, but like I'm looking at guys like Daniel Bryan, like when when the Yes movement, like we wanted him to be champion. And when he became champion, it was like oh, I think that God. might be the only example I can think of. Jeff Hardy, but he messed that he, up. Yeah, he messed it up for us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like CM Punk. Well, uh, like I mean. Becky started, Lynch is kind of the same too. Right? Like yeah, it's certain people turn on gotten, Becky Lynch as well. We we've gotten behind, yeah, because it's like it's getting boring at this point. I am kind of bored with Becky's reign. Yeah, but it's getting boring at this point because she's just there. Yeah, yeah, it's like, like she's not really doing nothing special. She's still screaming, "Fight me!" Like she's like she's like in the middle of a bar just screaming, "Fight me! Let's fight!" It's like, bro, Irish. Do that to you? Chill out. Yeah, it's like, and, why are you so loud? She is Irish, so that's what they want to do. It's, I mean, you don't got to go full, like, stereotypical with it, but I think what they're doing is good. Like, you don't have to have Becky just showing up, just, like, drinking beer I hope her not. hand and shit, and just <laughs> slapping random women backstage, like, meet me in the <laughs> ring. Like, meet me in the ring. I tried to do an Irish accent. I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to have her do that, though, dude. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on, man. This is probably my favorite. Oh, they uh, agreed that match. A B, a B. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give it a B because one, I'm glad people are slowly starting to come around on Baron Corbin. It took like 14 months. Yeah, but because I saw it last year, you. 
a lot of a lot of the stuff WWE did, I think building Roman as much as they did and seemingly neglecting everybody else kind of was uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh counterproductive. Yeah. Um and so when Roman had to leave, it was like they didn't really have a backup plan. And did they did they plan for Dean Ambrose to turn on Seth that night? I don't think they did, but I think it was just something that was like, fuck, we got to do it now. And to take another thing into consideration is that's back when, to me, WWE wasn't its best. Um, we had the one single roster with one champion, one tag team. Like, it was so many other guys. We were like, we want to see champion that it was – we, we didn't have enough. Like, like now, it's old, even though people still hate really Brock having the championship, but it's like, oh, well, at least we have this other one we can watch. You know what I'm saying? This is another champion. It's two different shows now. And I had two shows last year, too, though. You think people hated him last year? Roman? Yeah. Leading leading up to... I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about when he was, like, going to... Chasing be, Brock? When he was going to be on top. Like... Be, oh, when, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... It was it was that problem too of like but like last of, year specifically with with Roman it was him I mean people were more fed up with Brock but it was like we don't want to see Roman after him and so they didn't really care about it and then it was just like they they built Roman up to be that guy to beat Brock last year because people don't like the whole Vince thing but. But we like here, here's the issue with that though. When they when they built Roman up last year, and now you have Roman, and then you do the whole thing they whatever the hell they were thinking of what they did at Hell in a Cell last year. Ruins Braun, makes Roman look like a chump, and then Roman has to vacate his title. Brock ain't about to be around. So and then you end up not having Braun win the title versus Brock. The vacant title. Uh-huh. And now Brock is a champ and he's not around. And Baron Corbin is getting so much screen time. Whereas like people didn't really they they kind of they kind of backed themselves into a corner, kind of putting all their eggs into the Roman Reigns basket. Mm-hmm. That when he was gone, it was just like, you gotta give us a whole bunch of Corbin and his nonsense. <laughs> People didn't care about that. And I think it changed their perception of Baron Corbin. And I think people are slowly starting to come around now. Yeah, because we had we had a lot of wrestlers that we we they wanted to see. Like the NXT. I, I, granted, a lot of these guys have been injured and stuff like that. But when we when we wanted to see, you know, Sami Zayn, Finn Balor, Tyler Breeze, like people forget Tyler Breeze was was the dude when he came to the main roster. You know what I'm saying? We've seen guys come. He should have been NXT champion. I stand on that for the rest of my life. We see guys come, and then they weren't getting the recognition that we felt was deserved. And so we see these other guys that we know is like, all right, they're not getting recognition because they want to push this guy. Wrestling fans, obviously, were just like, hey, we're going to become rebellious. And me, I chose to watch NXT and watch indie wrestling. And, like, instead of just sitting here complaining about it, I just decided to go and watch other things. But now that it's getting back pretty good and they're getting this wrestling back, like, yo, it's, it's been fire. 
I'm excited for this next decade. Same, man. Uh, me too. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh-huh. Uh, but moving on, man. Uh, this is probably this is probably my favorite match of the night. Um, not because of the wrestling, but just because of everything <sighs> from from literally the beginning of this segment to the end of the segment. Probably one of just perfect to me. Um, Bray Wyatt and the Miz. Uh, it was a non-title match, which made sense. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I thought the Miz would win. Uh, Bray Wyatt came out. I knew that he was just going to be regular Bray Wyatt. So I was interested to see how he would play to the live crowd. And this dude came out to the Funhouse music. And he started hyping the crowd up, like standing on the tables, just like taking it in. And uh, and the Miz, the Miz stared at him the same way that little girl in the crowd looked at the Miz. <laughs> in the WWE, <laughs> like, like he was just glaring through it. Shout out to the Miz for like, I don't know if the Miz took acting classes or not, but this dude has some of the best facial expressions. Uh-huh. Especially through this whole ordeal, he just like he he plays like the really disturbed, but he's also he's he's a dad. He has two children. He has two daughters. Right, but two, two young daughters under the age of two. Playing, you playing you with my daughters, bro? Yeah, he's like you. You gonna have a little bit of fire in your eyes. Like, I need to protect my family. Yeah, like, you gotta you see. Just, you done did some shit and showed up in my daughter's room. <laughs> I'm about to whoop hey, Honestly, to me, they should have had him attack him when he was walking down, like. This ain't no, I'm going to let you go to the ring. And, you know, even though it's the first time we see him break like that, I would have had Miz come out and, like, really with a chair and, like, really, like, damn near whoop his ass to where it's the point where it's, like, are we even going to have a match? Because that's personal. Yeah, but I think I think also plays up to the fact that this dude just coming out, like, he not, like, he don't be doing what he doing. And it's kind of disturbing. And, and Michael Cole and Corey Graves actually helped play it up on commentary as well as, like, this dude is not right in the head. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, something is wrong with him. Like, something is legitimately wrong with him. And so, like, the Miz shows this, like, disturbed look on his face. And uh, as far as the match goes, like, the Miz was taking it to him. And I, I really like the story. This match was, like, six minutes long, but it told a story. Like, like I said before, I like the matches. I don't, like, you can have a short match as long as it tells a story. And this match was, I mean... I'm a huge Miz fan, um, and I kind of hate to see him being put in these matches this year to develop other people's characters. Like, he was just fodder for Shane McMahon to develop his best in the world thing that that went on entirely too long, but that's a whole other story. Uh, yeah. And, and now he's he was just being used as fodder to help develop Bray Wyatt's character into something more than just a fiend, which... <laughs> They executed perfectly, but I think just using the Miz is like the guinea pig for that. It's just like, damn, like this, Every, is, this is a Hall of Famer right here. This is a, a Grand Slam winner, and he just this is this is what he's good for now. Like, he Every time Miz has been faced, he's pieced to have to do that. I mean, and and granted, this face run has been way better than the last one, which I can't <laughs> tell you what the hell happened during that. Exactly. Like this one, I could tell you what's happened. Nothing much has happened. Last one, Miz. Ric Flair Jr. Yeah, it really had the worst figure for uh, ever. So, 
Uh, hopefully, hopefully 2020 is more kind to the Miz. Uh, it'll be 10 years since the Miz won his first and so far only world championship. That's okay. That would be next October. <laughs> That's okay. That's, my, my I mean, it's okay, but it's not okay to me. My girlfriend just sent me the most random stuff. One of her friends from high school is now dating Madonna. This dude is 26. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. This dude, like, he's 26. high school, he's in his 20s. Madonna's like 70. She's 61. Close enough. Bro, it's like a picture of them, like, like together, like, chilling. Hey, good for him, man. Check that bag, bro. Well, yeah, go get that check in, man. Hey, I can't even hold I, I, I ain't even going to hold you because, like, if, oh, if, 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 if Madonna, like, came on to me, like, I'm going. Yeah, what? Like, I mean, I, I might have to do some stuff I, I probably won't be proud of in the end, but <laughs> we will get that bag, though. Well, I can't rest on me on for real. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, though. Hey, though. So, um. Oh, man. But they gave that match a, a B, a B plus. That great. It was, it was a B plus. It had really good character development. Um, Daniel Bryan comes out. Clean shaven, looking like a uh, old 2009 Ring of Honor Daniel Bryan, PWG Daniel Bryan out here, you know NXT Daniel Bryan. He came out looking looked like he aged a bit, right? Like that beard, that beard made him look like he was old. Like he came out clean shaven. See what happens, you a you a unproblematic vegan that just cares about the environment and just cares about people. Like God treats you good. Donated all. Shout out to Daniel Bryan, man. So, uh, uh, this is. It was. It was kind of. It reminded me of because he he brought back the Yes Chance recently. Yes, yeah. reminded me of the Cage Match. We all know the Cage Match five yeah, years yeah. ago, going on six years ago. Like that was, whole moment reminded me of that just like on a smaller scale. Who was Bray Wyatt? Was he screaming for the Fiend? Like when he was screaming, he's coming. He's yeah, like he was screaming for the fiend. Okay, so I'm like, who they bring like, this? The fiend showed up on the um on, on the, the Titan Tron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Okay, I'll do it." And then he goes out the ring, and this shit cracked me up. I don't, th- I don't know if nobody else caught this, but like, he flipped up the ring apron. He's like, "Wait!" <laughs> <laughs> I started dying. I don't know if anybody else caught that, <laughs> but like. He's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, Bray Wyatt is so perfect, man. So he, yeah, man. Uh, but he, he was another one. People was on back in the day, and they wanted him to do a lot of other stuff. And I'm, and I'm happy he's getting his, his just due now. Absolutely. Um, at some point, backstage uh, after this match, uh, Street Profits doing their whole thing and then like a brawl breaks out and it's the new day and it's the revival and it's Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin and like Chad Gable uh I want to say Mustafa Ali was in there somewhere Dolph Ziggler all those guys from Smackdown and Street Profits is just like fuck <laughs> had nothing to do with it it was just like I had a good I got a kick out of that uh police it's, it's Royal Rumble season man for real, you're gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of situations. People just brawling for for no reason. 
and I like the chaos factor is bringing kind of brought back into the WWE. <laughs> like more yeah. of that, please. Um, not too much though. Yeah, not, not, not all the time. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, we're gonna talk about but, that too much. But I, I, I like the chaos factor. Yeah. Uh, not gonna spend too much time on this one. Bobby Lashley beat Rusev in a tables match. Um, C plus. <laughs> hey, shout out to Bobby Lashley though. Shout shout out to Bobby Lashley for for one thing he did during the match, which is like some of the best improv I've seen in the wrestling ring. He goes to like slam Rusev through the table in one corner of the ring, and the table don't break. So he just, <laughs> without thinking. Remembers there's another table in the other corner. It's like, let me just use this one instead. It looked, <laughs> it, it looked like it was planned. It was the, it was great improv, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Probably the only thing about this match that really stood out to me. I like when he threw the table at him and like he got out the way and the table broke. All over the ring post? Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool, too. That stood out to me. Other than that, <laughs> and Bobby Lashley proposed to Lana last night on Raw. So, oh, hey, God. Uh, I, uh, this thing Lana, Lana asked Bobby Lashley to propose to her. Lana is the best. Lana number one. Lana is the best. Is Aiden English still on 205 Live? Yeah, he's still a commentator on 205. Okay. I don't know why that just popped in my head. You do a good job with it, too. Whenever yeah. I get to watch the show. I'll be forgetting about it, and I'll remember it, like, the next day. Uh-huh. Yeah, shout-out to a fire line. Still kicking. Last, the main. Uh, and in the main event, uh, Sasha, not Sasha Banks, excuse me, Asuka and Kairi Sane, the Kabuki Warriors, uh, defeated Charlotte and Becky Lynch in a TLC match uh, to retain the women's tag titles. One, uh, shout-out to the women's tag titles from main eventing a pay-per-view. In yeah. less than a year of it being on the on the roster. Uh shout out to Asuka for uh ending the year standing on top of a ladder with a championship in her hand for the second year in a row. Uh and oh, shout yeah. out to Kyrie Sane for somehow uh getting through the rest of that match. Clearly with a concussion. Uh shout yeah. out to Becky Lynch and Asuka for their professionalism. Charlotte. <clears throat> Charlotte. Have a little bit more awareness of what's going on. Like, that's all I want to say. Just have a little, have a little bit more awareness. Like, they people talk about Charlotte being a goat, and I don't see it just because like we know why she got so many championships on her resume. It's because of her last name. We know that. I'm not saying she's not deserving, but like I think if you're gonna call somebody the goat for whatever reason, like, goats should really just know the little things and, like, maybe know when your opponent has a has a concussion and stop trying to still, you know, pull out the stops. Can we stop letting them use weapons if they're not going to, like, I'm not going to say kill each other, but, like, some of them shots where it was just, like, and stop Too having soft. these 90-pound women try to use these chairs yeah. that they can't pick up. Like, give them the kendo sticks. Don't like, trick each other up with those, man. These, these chairs is probably, like, 25% of their body weight. And then they're trying to slam it on them, like, kind of softly, but, like, 
is yeah, they, and they trying to pull it back force, but they can't. Like Sasha Banks yeah. is saying trying to swing the chairs. I like I like what Oscar did when she like kind of threw the chairs. I think that might be easier. If you, like let them do that. Yeah. Old ECW style throwing the chair. Like on some Sabu stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the grade for that match? It was a B plus. So we get a B plus um immediately after Oscar like unhooks the belts. Like the brawl backstage is still going on, and right? Like, like, why are they still fighting? Like, and like Roman Reigns like does his thing, dives over fifteen people, and to close the pay per view. Uh, my issue with it was they should have allowed Oscar some time to celebrate. It's like five more seconds. You don't have to do it immediately. Hey, ten, yeah. five, ten more seconds. Um, that was my initial reaction, and I was like. I get it, closing out with the brawl, but at the same time, it didn't look too good. But I think once more details, more context has been given, you think about like, they probably just wanted to go on to the next segment because you don't want to draw too much attention to Kyrie saying not being okay, especially when you don't know if she's going to be okay. You don't want to draw too much attention to that live. Right. And it's kind of a situation you want to, you know, make sure everything's okay before. Because then people would have been like, where's Kyrie at? Right, right. Like, why is she not celebrating? Why is she not up there? Yeah. Yeah, so I get it. But um, it is what it is. So uh, what I would really like to see if as soon as we go live on Friday night, they still brawling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> they still fighting. Like, like dog fighting for her. Like almost week straight. You've been mad at these motherfuckers for five days. <laughs> like it's all cipher. Like that's the definition of all sight for real. Like they start to like, show off. <laughs> <laughs> what if they was like, hey man, we gotta get out of here. We gotta get on the road. But I'll see your ass on Friday or something. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. Bitch, bitch. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. So uh what did you think about the show, man? It was uh we spent a lot of damn time talking about this show. <laughs> what did you was, think about it? It was okay. It was it was pretty decent, you know what I mean? Um Yeah, it it was did we had a crew? No, cruiserweight on NXT, cruiserweight title. Uh yeah, no, it, it was it was decent. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would have been, but it was it was okay. Um, for the last pay per view of the year, for the last pay per view of the decade, not much happened. Like it was it was cool. It did what it did. It did what it had to do. So um, yeah, so it is what it is, man. Um, moving on. Excuse me. Um, moving on. We got some awards to hand out. Uh. I don't know what to call it. Young Kings Wrestling Awards. Yeah. Young Kings Wrestling Awards, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know where to start. So we just gonna we just gonna start uh, right now. Uh, give me five, the top five moments of the decade in all of wrestling. Top five. I'll give mine of the decade. Uh. Man, and you can't use the ones you used last time. We was talking about this, so no, no AJ Styles debuting, no Undertaker. Oh, come on, man! 
No, uh, those are top five of the decade. What do you mean? Can't all right, you can them. use them. You can use them. Hardy Boys Day. You know, you, yeah, you can use them. You are I, did, I didn't use boys. I didn't use AJ Styles. Uh, moments. Oh man, that's that's a hard because it's been a, a lot of moments. Uh. You go first. Uh, let me let me put my thoughts together. Uh, here are my top five moments. Uh, I had two honorable mentions, um, which is Undertaker's streak being broken and okay. uh, AJ Styles debuting, only because we talked about those before. So I didn't want to rehash them again. Seemed kind of lazy. Um, here are my top five moments of the decade. Uh, no order. Uh, Shane McMahon returning just because that shit caught me completely off guard. <laughs> I don't think anybody expected to hear Shane McMahon's music on an episode of Raw, much less uh, Vince McMahon uh, saying fuck on the same episode. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, shout out to Shane McMahon uh, returning. And it uh, got a huge pop out of everybody because that was probably one of the last true surprises we've had. Uh-huh. Um, AJ Styles came back like I mean, he debuted like a week, like a few weeks before that. But yeah, I think so. Shane coming back was just completely, <sighs> nobody saw that coming. Um, so probably, yeah, like I said, last true genuine surprise. Um, another top five moment, Daniel Bryan winning uh, the WWE Championships at WrestleMania 30. Uh, to say you beat all of the active members of Evolution in the same night, and then stood tall with the most prestigious championship in all of wrestling at the biggest show in all of wrestling. Yep. Like, that's huge. So, shout out to Daniel Bryan for that. Uh, CM Punk <clears throat> at Money in the Bank Man, that's 2011. Awesome. Just that whole thing. Um, Damn, you got to name all my five. Hey, you got the same five. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns returning from uh, his battle with leukemia is up there as well because I did not know he would be back so soon. I didn't expect it. I was actually concerned because at that point, we hadn't had any updates about his situation. And so I was always, every now and again, I would like go on the internet and be like, man, me some, like, what's, what's going on with Roman? Is he cool? Right. And, uh, and then... All of a sudden, it was like, Roman Reigns, we back on Raw with an announcement this Monday. And I was like, we all knew what the announcement was. We was just waiting to hear it from the horse's mouth. <laughs> and uh, and when that happened, it, it felt good. It, it was dope. Like, I haven't, I haven't felt any positive emotion from wrestling like that in a very long time. Like, true emotion. Not, not like marking out type of situations, but more so just like, man, this is this is a feel-good type of thing. Right. And so uh, I guarantee you Roman Reigns is going to be headlining and closing out WrestleMania in a few months, uh, about, a, about a year after he returned. So I won't, I won't be surprised. And then uh, my, my fifth was uh, John Moxley debuting at AEW only because I had been talking about it for like three days before it happened. Wow. It just made too much sense to me to to have John Moxley come out at that time that he did. It just made too much sense. It's in his hometown. 
He don't got to go that far. You can easily he could easily drive to the arena from where he lived and come to the arena. You don't have to sneak him in in no special ass way. Just tell him where to drive in at and park at. Yeah, because right right where the MGM is, it's like you're not walking through nothing. You can go straight into the arena behind that little back gate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even and then when we were actually walking into the arena and I seen like all the police was just like right there. It was like something about to happen. Yeah. So we all knew, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say we all knew, but I think it was widely speculated. We knew somebody then, was coming. We knew somebody was coming. You, especially like when Jericho started talking shit, and I was like, yeah. "No, nah, this shit's still going on." <laughs> yeah, we knew somebody was coming. So you knew something was going to crack, and uh, yeah, that was my top five moments, man. What are you? I got one you left out. What's up? The pipe bomb. Pipe bomb. Yeah. Pipe bomb. Uh, that was that was another honorable mention. It's the Hardys, Undertaker, Daniel Bryan. And what else? I know I just had another one in my head. Where AJ. Going? Yeah, AJ. AJ. Yep. That was my top. And the uh, the ending of Undertaker and Triple H that ending of era <clears throat> match. That hell in the cell. Undertaker Triple H. Yeah, that They're was like your top match at the top moments. <sighs> Top matches. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that would be one of my top matches. Oh uh, yeah. Speaking of top matches, man, let's move on and talk about those. What are, What are your top five matches of the decade? Oh uh, man, I'll get mine out again. Okay. Um, probably the best wrestling match ever. If you just think about, it. just like you take work rate, you take psychology, you take the story that was involved. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship TakeOver Philadelphia. Probably the best wrestling match ever. Uh, I'm biased, so. I'm with you. Like, I, I, I think that's one of the great. You yeah. look like a perfect wrestling match. Like That's it. In my opinion. This is my opinion. Um, CM Punk and John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. Uh Kind of for the same reasons, you look at the story involved, the crowd helped immensely. Um, everything that happened immediately after the match helped add to the to the whole atmosphere of everything. Um, I don't think you can create a better atmosphere for a wrestling match. And if we were to debate on the best wrestling matches of the century, I would probably have this number two behind The Rock and Hulk Hogan for the same exact reasons. That atmosphere matters. Atmosphere matters as much as your work match. rate yeah. in a match. Um, the psychology of what you're doing matters. Like, if, and this, this, is, this is why Johnny Gargano and Andrade Almas stuck out to me. If you're going to work on your opponent's body part, rem- your opponent needs to remember that that body part was getting worked on. Right. Because if if, if you're working on that opponent's body part, <clears throat> excuse me, if, if, if your opponent's working on a body part, say your knee, mm-hmm. certain things you are not going to be able to do with a bum knee. And <clears throat> Gargano and Almas remember that little bit. Like, they remember the fundamentals, man. Like, that's... It's the little things that I don't think people really pay attention to. And granted, I don't pay attention to all the time, but 
it's, it's the little things, man. Uh-huh. And those guys, those guys did it. And, uh, I'm rambling, so let me let me, let me continue. <laughs> uh, uh, Bailey no, no, Sasha, I feel it. I feel it. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks had take over Brooklyn. Man, this I think that might be the best women's match of the decade. It is definitely a top five in my opinion. Um, that that really, to me, started that whole evolution. Yeah, kind of that match it, right there was amazing. It 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 kind of jump started, and it also Sasha Banks had debuted on the main roster about a, a month before that. Oh, uh-huh. and uh, Charlotte too, and Becky Lynch. Bailey was the only one that was still in NXT, and she came came up about a few months later. Okay. Yeah, that kind of yeah that kind of jump started everything. Uh, their whole feud did, and we get a curtain call at the end with the four horse women. Amazing. It was a incredible match, incredible moment. Uh, my my fourth match of the decade, just because I'm biased towards uh, Andrade, uh, Andrade and Rey Mysterio on SmackDown on January fifteenth. It was it was their first match they had. I remember they had that match, and I want to say that it was the next week they had a two out of three falls, and Andrade won, like, both falls. That match wasn't as good as the original. Like, the first one had, like, two commercial breaks. It was a good, like, 20-something minutes long for a TV match. It was incredible. It was two guys that had never fought before, and it was just out there going crazy for no reason just but the wrestling. And they let them do their thing. Two guys from Mexico, they came in and wrestled a great WWE match. It was All right. not much you could say. It wasn't nothing on the line. Um, it was just some good content. And uh, you can respect it a lot. And uh, and finally, I would be remiss if I did not mention uh, this match. I have not seen in a very long time, probably since it first happened. But this is probably everybody's favorite wrestling match of the decade, uh, Kenny Omega versus Okada at Wrestle Kingdom 11. Uh, yes, sir. I need to find a, a day to sit and watch this match because this match is long as hell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need to rewatch it again. But, uh, if you haven't seen that match, man, go back. It's, it's kind of kind of the same thing about uh, Andrade and Gargano, where it's just like you can't really have a perfect match, a match more perfect than that. Uh-huh. Like it was it's everything a wrestling match should be. Um, and I have two honorable mentions. Uh, the New Day versus the Usos at Hell in a Cell in 2017. Oh, yeah, that was a good match, too. And, uh, and, uh, bro, with the, with the Red Cage? Yeah. No, no, no. Was it not a root? Was it the Red Cage? Yeah, I think they had the Red Cage. I think they did, too. But I think if, did Sasha and Charlotte have a Hell in a Cell yeah, match yeah, at the same yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they couldn't break a table. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if I remember correctly, they did have a red cage. Uh, hold on. Let me go. Let me go double check that. I feel <laughs> like I feel like I'm wrong. I feel like I'm wrong. Shout out to the Usos and New Day for 2017. They had a rap battle. <laughs> nah, it was a regular cage. Really? Yeah, I don't remember when they introduced the red cage. Huh. I think it was last year. 
Yeah, it was okay. last year with uh Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton and then Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. I don't know why I thought that was on the same match. All right. It was just a year after. Um, okay. And then uh another fi- <laughs> another uh, honorable mention uh broken Matt Hardy versus Brother Nero in a final deletion match. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> just because it was you never seen anything like that ever in wrestling. Yeah. It's so <laughs> yeah, that was you gotta give it at least an honorable mention. That was weird. But didn't like the New Day and the Wyatt family do something like that? Yeah, they it was something similar, and then everybody was like, they stole this from TNA. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was kind of similar. And then they did like the watered down version of it. With uh, right. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. All right, what's your top five? Now, it's it's really not too many like main roster matches. I got or or they just indie matches to me. AJ Styles for Shinsuke Nakamura in New Japan. Yep. Yeah, I was about to say um, you ain't about to have none of the matches they had last year. No, no. Uh, what match? Johnny. For the what was it for the was it for the IC? I forget which. I know it's for the title. It was that uh, I think it was for the for the IC title out there, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds about right. Or is that a Wrestle, uh, Wrestle Kingdom ten? Yeah, yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Okay. But they they tore it up. Uh, for the Intercontinental title, correct? I just I just put Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa every time because they had so many of those matches that I think that rivalry, that's like, to me, one of the rivalry of the decades because you got to put top rivalries of the decades. That To me, that goes up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Shisuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn, NXT TakeOver Dallas. Yes. Um, then I got, I really love AJ versus Finn Balor just because I'm a huge Bullet Club fan. And, what, at TLC? Yes, and just to see them do that amazing match on short notice, and then at the end, they ended off with a two-sweet. Yes. Perfect. And then, of course, we got Bailey and Sasha. Honorable mention, uh, Kenny and uh, Okada. It's dope, man. But we, we also have a lot of other matches. Uh, what we got? Where we, where we have? Oh, Cesaro versus Sami Zayn, NXT TakeOver's arrival. Uh, Shout out to my personal favorite uh, TakeOver match. That is not in my top five uh, matches of the decade. I have another takeover match in the top five. But this is my personal favorite, uh, the Fatal Four Way: uh, Adrian oh Neville, Tyler Breeze, uh, Sami uh, Zayn, Sami Zayn, and Tyson Kidd. Yeah, Tyson Kidd was amazing in NXT. That's oh, did I say? Favorite. Did I say CM Punk and Undertaker? Uh, no, you didn't. I don't think so. Yeah, CM Punk and Undertaker. That's top five. That's in your top five. So what yes, you gonna sir. take out? Uh, I have no idea. I just got this thinking about matches that I love. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's for me like when I see good wrestling. Like here goes another one: Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens take over Brooklyn. Yeah, that that was to me. That was another great one. Here's one that's super indie, and it's funny because they all like top guys where they're at now. It was PWG, Adam Cole. With Kyle O'Reilly versus the Young Bucks versus uh, Super Smash Brothers. It was a ladder match. We had a lot of good ladder matches. Super Smash Brothers. 
Yeah, I don't know who they are on their team, but yeah. Do they have the full match? Like, I'm seriously thinking about buying this pay-per-view so I can see this full match. What show is it? Where is it at? I got to type it in on PWG website. I've seen it before, but yeah. Well, let's get into... Uh, um, oh. you know, <laughs> do you know who uh, who Super Smash Brothers are? No, I, I have no the idea. The Dark Order. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at it like the dude has some mass. Really? That just puts some interest in me now. Yeah. The Dark Order. Because <laughs> they put on a major match. Like, I advise everybody, go look at that ladder match. That ladder. Like, if you if you love wrestling, if you love indie wrestling, yeah, that that's the match to watch. Young Bucks versus uh, Adam real Cole raw. and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, real raw. Real, like, the crowd's right there. So, anybody take a dive, they're flying straight into the crowd. Uh, yeah, it, just amazing. Absolutely, man. All right, let's move on uh, to some it's crazy. Some more of these uh, awards, man. Uh, most shocking moment of the decade. Dang, What's wow. yours? Shocking moment of the decade. Or well, I can do mine. Yeah, I, I didn't prepare for that one at all. Uh, my, I don't think you have a moment more shocking than your top champion telling everybody he has cancer. So it was definitely yeah. shocked the hell out of me because I I was definitely I heard rumors of like Roman possibly having to vacate the title that weekend. Like I read the rumors and everything, and uh, and they say he didn't compete at any house shows that weekend. As he comes on a raw, you know, you know, every time somebody come on a raw wearing jeans, it was like, oh, damn, he about to vacate the belt. Well, that that's mostly all the shocking moments because we had what Edge, Daniel Bryan, but like the most shocking was Roman Reigns, in my opinion. Yeah, because we didn't see that one coming. Like I mean, cancer is, I mean, there's having to retire because of neck issues and concussions, which is understandable because in the business. Right. Man, but somebody having to take time off to battle cancer <laughs> was something I never thought I'd see ever as a wrestler. That's that's probably the most original thing I've seen in wrestling in a very long time. You don't see stuff like that in wrestling, right? That's original. So like somebody having to take time off of cancer, who's the top champion of the company? <laughs> that's insane. And uh, I'm glad he's back. Me too. I don't know. I'm glad he's back. So shout out to the big dog. Um, that's my no, most shocking yeah. moment. I don't know if you got yours. No. I, I mean, just besides all the, the streak ending. The streak ending. I think that, that Absolutely. That's, that's the shocker. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that That's the shocker right there. Streak ending. Man. All right. So uh, moving on, what's your – Favorite pay per view of the decade. I got two. I want to see that. I want to see it's that Wrestle Kingdom. That's the first Wrestle Kingdom with uh, Kenny and Okada. Eleven. Yeah, that was that was. I sat there and watched that entire thing. Uh, my, I have I have two answers. Um, what you got? I have a WWE answer, and then I have uh, outside of WWE answer. Ooh, okay. My WWE answer is WrestleMania 30. 
That's probably that's that's a perfect WrestleMania. Um, mm-hmm. Top to bottom. Even even like the whole women's match that was kind of whatever. Um, it was like a what was a six pack challenge with AJ Lee. I think it was like a just open challenge. It was like every woman on the on the Raw was they did have they didn't have the brand split at the time. I don't think so. Yeah, so it was just pretty much every woman that they wanted to put on the show, <laughs> all in the match, all in the ring at the same time, just doing whatever, getting their spots in. AJ Lee sneaks out of there with a win. And uh, as we all remember, she lost the next night to debuting Paige. And, Man. Uh, and, and excuse me for not believing this story whatsoever. I do not believe that The Rock personally came up the page the night before WrestleMania and told her she was going to be debuting the next night. Why don't you believe that? Where's the correlation? Like, out of everybody, you just going to have, hey, Rock, can you go tell Paige that she's going to be on Raw the next night? That's a special moment. Like, I mean... You're hacking. You a cat or a dog, man? <laughs> For real. Uh, but yeah, like you mean? To, I mean, for movie purposes, because it happened in the movie, but then Paige went was on backstage like last week, telling us the story. I'm like, <laughs> that I know that didn't happen in that way. I'm pretty sure. I feel like The Rock had nothing to do with it, but just for the sake of the movie. I feel uh, like The Rock wasn't even there at that time. Maybe. Rock probably left the arena. He was like, The Rock came out at the beginning of the show, and The Rock is so Maybe busy. he told her at that. I don't, I don't know. Hey, I don't believe that damn story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think my favorite, my favorite, favorite WWE pay-per-view of the decade is WrestleMania 31. 31? Yeah. Okay. Right, Since so- Sting, the first match Sting's ever did, uh, was that when Seth run won won the championship? Yeah, he cashed in at the end of the night. Uh, we had what was that that amazing ladder match with Daniel Bryan, Dean Ambrose. Uh, I can't I can't remember everybody in that ladder match. Zack Ryder. Was it Zack Ryder? Wait, no, uh, Zack Ryder wasn't in there. Thirty two, thirty two, thirty two. That was Zack Ryder. Yeah. We got the NWO and DX was there. Uh, Ronda Rousey made her first appearance on TV. Tyson Kidd, Cesaro, uh, Los Matadores, uh, I forget about them. The New Day and the Usos. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was an amazing pay-per-view. Now I'm looking back on it. AJ Lee. And I can Pay- never decide between WrestleMania 30 and WrestleMania 31 as which one I like more. Is WrestleMania 30 with Daniel Bryan won? He won at 30 and 31. No, I'm talking about the the the, the, the champion. Yeah, that's the one when Undertaker lost his, um, the streak. In the streak. Excuse me. Yeah. That was a good, but I'm, I'm, I'm an edge of the 31. I'm an edge of the 31. Just because of the, the history fact with that one, too. Like, even though the Undertaker losing was like a huge moment. But you know we we, we got we, we we had some moments. Sting, I mean, 
even though I wanted him Staying to win his that. first match, man. That, I think people overlooked that RKO uh, Randy Orton did on Seth Rollins. When he, like, and did nobody the curve stuff. That. And nobody overlooked that. <laughs> that was a highlight for the longest. It just bro. didn't matter at the end of the night because Seth Rollins. Yeah, I guess. Told. I guess. Because, bro, that RKO to me is is dope. That's that's my that's probably my second or third favorite RKO. My yeah. favorite RKO forever be the one during the shooting star press. Yeah, Evan from uh, Matt Seidel slash Evan Bourne. And that's it. That's like his biggest career highlight. Yeah, it is what it is, man. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, I already know your answer. Uh, tag team of the decade. I got I got it both answers. You know what I'm saying? You know I got to roll with my guys, the Young Bucks. Yeah. But then when we go to WWE, man, the Usos held it down. Hands Usos. down, ain't no debate. Usos. Um, I don't I don't have an outside of WWE favorite tag team, but inside, uh, I gotta give it to the New Day, man. Uh, seven championships, the the longest oh, reigning tag team debate. champions. Yes, that that is a debate. <laughs> the longest reigning tag team champions, uh, t- uh WWE champion. Uh, yeah, Kofi Kingston. Um, and this is this is a group who were kind of dead in the water. Yeah, it was kind of it was sink or swim, and they knew damn well they did not want to sink, and they swam to the right. surface. And they they've they've overachieved. Well. I mean, I mean, people didn't think that gimmick was gonna work at all. No, they they debuted five years ago. Uh, It was like the the fifth year anniversary, just about three weeks back. Yeah, and um, I remember they debuted. I think like I was watching the TV, like, what the hell are they doing? Like, what is this? Like, what what they got them doing? I think the crowd was like that too, because I don't. I remember the crowd wasn't as receptive either. Uh-huh. To to what they were doing, and um, you know, it just kind of became what they became. Uh, and that's good. <laughs> that's you good listen to the of, New Days podcast. I didn't know they had a podcast. Yeah, they have a, they have a podcast on the. Uh, I the have network. I gotta check that out ASAP. Uh, here, let me go double check, and because I had to remind myself of what. What they were going to be called? Uh, damn, I didn't, I didn't mark it down. Um, they came up with some goofy ass name for the new day at first. <laughs> it was like the the Million Man Militia or some shit like that. Oh, God, <laughs> it was like they would have been dead in the water. Uh, <laughs> they would have been dead in the water. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Uh, so thank you. <laughs> Thank you for not giving the dude that, that ridiculous name. Um, absolutely. Uh, I I forgot. Uh, let me go back. Let me cycle back around to pay-per-views of the year because I forgot to give my uh, non-WWE pay-per-view of the year. Uh, all in. Uh, excuse me, of the decade. All in. The, uh, really? And not because it was really that great of a pay-per-view. Uh, I only saw the last two matches because okay. I couldn't find a stream. Because they didn't have a stream for that shit at the time. Because it wasn't, you know, like a WWE, at least the WWE pay-per-views, you know there's going to be a stream. Uh, 
available because it's WWE. I mean, this it, one it didn't really have that much yeah. of a promotion. I mean, even then, yeah. So I had I actually watched this pay per view from somebody live streaming it on YouTube, like pointing the camera at their television. Really? That's how I watched it. But the only reason I have it as the pay per view of the year because without All In and its success of All In, you don't get All Elite Wrestling. Yes, sir. And I think, never mind the fact that, never mind the fact that this pay per view, it wasn't up there with like the greatest pay per view cards of all time. Right, right. But it was the the impact that it had was it it changed the landscape of wrestling as we currently know it now we have a a a true number two wrestling promotion that doesn't exist without this show so and honestly honestly with the show with aew we've gotten better wwe facts you got better even though nxt to me was is still the top uh, we we got a better NXT. It's on live TV now. Two hours, we get sports stuff. Yeah, I, I I understand that. So uh, circling back around, sorry I missed that. Uh, that was my favorite, my personal best pay per views of the decade. And we had our best tag teams of the decade. I said a new day. Uh, Malik said uh, the Usos, and then outside of WWE, he has. The Young Bucks, which is no surprise uh, if you know Malik. Yes, sir. Uh, and so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, it's, it's not really a wrap up. We're going to give uh, our final award wrestler of the decade, uh, male and female. Uh, oh, I know mine, but what are yours, Malik? Wrestler of the decade? Oh, man. I, 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 that's hard. I came up with five. <laughs> of course. All right. So why why are you trying to figure out? <laughs> no, no. I, I got. I, can I name all five of them first? All right. Name, name your nominees. I got Kenny Omega. Uh huh. AJ Styles. Yeah, that's a good one. Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And then just for my workhorse guys, I got Dolph Ziggler and Chris Jericho. Mm. I, don't, I don't think and nobody else had Dolph Ziggler in their top wrestlers of the decade, but you, yeah, I don't think no so. Either. Dolph is just you know, but uh, to me, Dolph he has put it, it, and I, a matter of fact, I'm gonna throw Kofi in there too, because Kofi, Dolph, those are two guys who have Kofi is definitely all, my wrestler of the year. All they put their all into WWE. There's even though when they weren't even even top guys, when they weren't even to me being pushed the way they deserve. They put their all into every single match, everything they've done. So with that, I feel like Dolph Ziggler and Kobe Kingston deserve credit. And Chris Jericho, just because at his age, he's made everything just nothing seems old, nothing seems sloppy to me at all. But who your number one of the decade, though? I'm going to give it to AJ Styles, man. AJ, he won the TNA World Championship. He went over to New Japan and won their world championship. He came over to WWE and won the WWE championship. Did he hold it? How, how many days did he hold that championship? A year. Goodness gracious. Three, I want to say 371 days, possibly. It, it was it was about a year to the day that he lost it. AJ Styles, to me, is the wrestler 
of the decade. What about women? Women? Uh, I can't choose out of my four. It, it's just hard. Who's your, who's your nominees? Bailey, Charlotte, Sasha, Becky. And so nobody outside of the four horsewomen? I mean, who else do we got? We got, we got AJ Lee. If, if you got to give it to one, I'm I'm a crown it for you, Malik. Out of them four, go ahead, Becky go Lynch. ahead. Becky Lynch, I mean, she she, she main was... event at WrestleMania. She's the only woman to main event and win at WrestleMania. She won the Raw Rumble. The only woman to win the Raw Rumble and then successfully win her title shot. And remember, remember, out of those four, Becky was the lagger when it was going up to the main roster. So I, I can agree with that because I'm so proud of Becky Lynch. I Becky think has come from being like the 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 fourth fiddle. You know, she she was like to my to my R and B fans out there, she was the Mr. Dalvin of the four horse women. If you don't get that reference, Jodeci. Um <laughs> she was she was a Mr. Dalvin of the four horse women, and then she came to be in the face of the company. So look look how much heel turns have changed careers over these past 10 years. The new day turned him heel. Becky turned her heel. Uh AJ Styles when you turn him heel in WWE. Like look how much a Tommaso Champ Bailey. Bailey. Like look how much a heel turn could change somebody's career. All right, let me get mine out the way, man. Get yours um, out the way. I'm gonna say my I'm gonna say my female uh wrestler of the decade. Uh, I don't want to. I think a lot of people give to Charlotte because she won how many? Eleven championships, uh, ten on the main roster, and then uh, one in NXT. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of those didn't have any substance. They didn't have any anything really to to stick out from. Um, but for the same reasons I gave for helping you decide who yo female wrestler of the decade is, is mine too, man. It's Becky Lynch. Oh, but you said you was going to answer it for me, so I just assumed that it was going to be your answer too. This wasn't my answer, but... Oh, okay. Now that I thought about it, we're going to, you know... Who's, you, who's your answer? Who's your answer? My original who's, answer? Yes, sir. Uh, I was going to be biased and say Sasha Banks. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, my unbiased answer is either uh, Becky Lynch or Asuka. I mean, Asuka had, like, how many days is NXT Women's Champ? Yeah. Like she she ran through, and she didn't have a bad match. She came to SmackDown, didn't have a bad match either um, at all. Like, she, I mean, she might have had a few here and there. Um, remember she, like, made Dana Brooke tap out, like, in five seconds? I No, I don't, but I, I – That's how quick the match was. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember that. Like, but I mean, uh, I saw I saw Oscar um, last year uh, at Smack. Yeah, it was last year at SmackDown, and she beats the hell out of Charlotte and Becky Lynch with a kendo stick and stands on top of the table. And I'm in the crowd, just going crazy. I love Oscar so much. And then she ends up winning the title the next week, which really caught me off guard because I'm like. Damn, I didn't think they was going to have her win it. <laughs> and then she retained at WrestleMania. And here's my thing with Asuka. Can we stop overshadowing Asuka's big moments? I think the only moment Asuka has had that did not get overshadowed 
was her winning the SmackDown Women's Title at TLC last year. She won the Rumble and got overshadowed by Ronda Rousey. Goes to WrestleMania, taps out at WrestleMania, and then loses to Carmella because it's like she had to be dumb. And then uh, her Royal Rumble win over Becky Lynch last year was overshadowed because Becky Lynch ended up winning the Rumble. (laughs) And now, like, just the other night, got overshadowed too by a brawl. <laughs> stop by Roman Reigns. Let's stop overshadowing my girl, man. Yeah, she I feel it. she had consideration as my wrestler of the decade for women. So let's stop doing it. But my men's wrestler of the decade, hey, ooh, ooh, that's my ooh. wrestler of the year. Oh, yeah. unfortunately. Ooh. Unfortunately, we're not going to go through wrestler of the years. Actually, let's do it. Wrestler of the year, Kofi Kingston. Uh, female okay. wrestler of the year. Uh, Wait, hold on. Out of Cole. Kofi Kingston is black, and he won the world championship. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if Kofi Mania didn't happen, Adam Cole would definitely be. But I got to go. I gotta roll with Kofi. Uh, right. But wrestler of the decade, my male wrestler of the decade, this guy – came in and was on the same level when he came in as a bunch of people you probably fucking forgot about, right? Mm-hmm. Comes in. Constant Creed. His... Right. <laughs> uh, uh, his first night on the main roster was his last night. On the main roster. <laughs> Gets fired. Comes back. Wins the championship after like a month. Goes on. Wins more championships. World championship match at WrestleMania. Da 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 da. Uh, you know who I'm talking about yet? Nope. Keep going. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. It's, it was Daniel Bryan. Let's go. <laughs> This guy came in, NXT was on the same level, a bunch of people you probably don't remember, like Michael Tarver, like Justin Gabriel, those guys. Ended up getting fired for choking out our friend Justin Roberts on live television. Uh, Came back, (laughs) beat The Miz for the, was it the U.S. title at Night of Champions? Yeah, the U.S. title. So wins the championship at Night of Champions uh, versus The Miz. Ends up going uh, lost in was it eighteen seconds at WrestleMania to Sheamus to Sheamus um, in the first match that was some bullshit. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, that was, what was that what was that WrestleMania twenty eight. I want to say yeah. Uh, let me go double yeah. check that real quick because that was the first time Rock and John Cena went at it, right? Yeah, yeah. Then the next one was in New Jersey. Yes, uh, WrestleMania 28 in uh in Miami, Florida. Yep. Loses to Sheamus and loses his world championship to Sheamus in 18 seconds. Because of a kiss. Because he, he was kissing his 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 on screen girlfriend. Because of a smooch. Because um, of a smooch. <laughs> it was some for a Daniel Bryan fan. I I followed Daniel Bryan at Ring of Honor on the Indies. I knew who Daniel Bryan was before he 
Like when they he showed up in NXT and, and they called him a rookie. Oh, like a rookie. You I mean, no promo. Um, had a great tag team with Kane. Uh, fun little run. Uh, we already talked about his uh, winning at WrestleMania 30. Yes, the whole having, yes movement. Had the yes movement. Probably the – what was the last time we had something on a similar level to the, to the yes movement? I don't know. The yes movement. What? The what chance? Yeah, the, it, the yes movement still goes to this day. Like, it, like you go to a, a game or something. You can go – You get one person to, doing this, yes. Yeah, boy. Yeah, they go crazy. Like it's, the, the yes movement transcended WWE, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, what what else we got here? Daniel Bryan had to vacate the titles he won at WrestleMania because of a neck head injury. Comes back, wins the Intercontinental title the next year at WrestleMania. Has to vacate for the same reason. Uh-huh. Eventually has to retire later that year. Oh man. Comes back out of retirement like he was never retired puts on some crazy matches, wins the world championship, has a run, has an amazing run as champion. Like a whole new character, reinvented himself, put over Kofi Kingston and probably created the best moment of the year. He was a part of that. Because oh, the, Kofi the, Kingston's best moment stories, of his career. Yeah, the stories paralleled each other so much. And it was yep. just a perfect storm of things that happened. And Daniel Bryan got to be a part of that. So the fact that he had two careers this decade, one pre-retirement, one post-retirement, and both of them is just like he had been wrestling the entire time. Yep. And even what's going on with Daniel Bryan now going into next year, uh, I think Daniel Bryan may be retiring soon, but it'll be on his own terms, which is dope. But yeah. he's still I- – He's I just gonna be coming apart. Presser of the decade, man. Yeah, like I feel it. I don't, I don't know how anybody could argue with it. <laughs> nah, nah, I can't argue with you about that. But presser of the decade. Let's before we get out of here, let's do this this hot takes for the next ten years. I think this is pretty interesting. Who who what, what you got cracking? Um, I think Will or Osprey Osprey, whatever you say his last name, uh-huh. going to be a a star, one of those top indie guys that when he appears somewhere, whether it's AEW or WWE, it's going to be a huge moment. Um, I think Adam Cole is the next WWE complete star. Um, He's the next top guy. Yeah. Uh, I believe AEW and WWE is going to have a nice war for a little bit. And uh, my new favorite indie tag team, it's called Dark Order. The Rascals. <laughs> what uh what's the dude name? The Rascals are dope as hell. Desmond Xavier. Yeah. Uh Zachary Wentz. And do, you, do you watch Trey Impact Magetto. at all? Yeah, that's where I well, I've seen them before, but watching them now in Impact, yeah. Like watch their skits on Impact. Like go go on YouTube and try to find like the skits they do. Like they do like these comedy skits and like if you watching it and you don't understand it, you'll just be like, What what is this? And then you'll right, kinda right. get drawn into it. Cause it is really cheesy because it cause they talking about like how it's kinda like the skits kinda remind me of like American Pie slash that seventy show. Uh-huh. 
kind of and they just talk about like Trey's mom is so hot, like shit like that. Like it's just <laughs> crazy shit. It's dope. Uh okay. You got all your hot takes out the way. Uh pretty much it. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention earlier, something that is just one of my favorite moments of the decade is the Bullet Club. Thank you, Bullet Club. But how could we plus, forget? Yeah, but besides that, yeah, my uh there's just a few hot takes. I think Matt Riddle. Uh, if he doesn't get his just due in WWE, I have a strong feeling he would go to AEW. I'm excited to see these wrestlers switch from AEW to WWE, WWE to AEW. Uh, just had that war going. So, yeah, but that's pretty much it for me right now. Uh, I have a few hot takes, man. Um, one, of, one of my hot takes I actually said a few weeks back. Uh, not a few weeks back. This is a long-ass time ago. I said this, that next year – Triple H at some point will wrestle in NXT and he will lose to whoever he faces. I don't know who, but uh, but here's my here's my ultimate hot take. Uh, over the next decade, uh, I don't think AEW is gonna be around. That's my hot take. In the next decade, AEW will not be around. I don't know, man. All these it might not if if if, if because thing not as big because the cons got bored. Okay, well they probably sell it before they just dismantle it because the 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 cons got bored, and the reason why. Hold on, I'm sorry. You hear that? What? Your phone? Yeah, some shit happened. My bad. Uh. Had some technical difficulties. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, the cons, I would say the cons ended up getting bored. Um, they can't really run a football team that well, so I don't know. They're going to run a startup wrestling company and really having to care about it. <laughs> so that's just my main hot take. Okay. Maybe they sell it to somebody and somebody put more work into it. Like, uh, But the fact that Tony Khan and Cody Rose are friends, apparently, helps them out right now but like what happens when these guys would be like hey uh we ain't making no money off of this like that that's a what wrap. happens then either they sell it or that's a wrap yeah so uh it's a yeah. worry of mine just being a wrestling fan i don't want to ski that happen as as much as AEW fans annoy the hell out of me on the internet and I wish we could just live in harmony and watch wrestling that we like, but it seems uh, an impossible thing to ask for. As much as I don't like the AEW fans, I don't want to see AEW close down for any reason. Me neither. Because why? Like, why? Why would you want to? We need some competition in wrestling. Not even that. I don't want to see all these people. What are they going to do? Like, Nah, the reason why I say that is because... I mean, when, Kenny Omega... Can, is Kenny Omega allowed back in New Japan? Will they let him back in? Nah, if, if AEW shuts down, he WWE. I don't no. I want to see no. He's gonna be in WWE because I don't think New Japan yeah, set this no. ass back. New no. Japan beefing hard. They wouldn't even let his ass into the country. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> All he did for that company. That's ridiculous. Um, one scary fact I feel is we're gonna see a lot of more MMA fighters. 
Daniel Cormier is going to show up at WrestleMania next year. It's going to happen. As much as I love Daniel Cormier, no. No. If, if I, I don't want to see you inside a wrestling ring. I'm sorry. No. You don't want to see him face Brock? Uh, I'm good. Uh, I don't. I don't want to see the. I don't want to see him face Brock in UFC. Uh, that's the only place I want to see him face Brock. That's the only place I want to see him face Cain Velasquez and Brock is UFC. I don't. I don't look, to me, I got my three different worlds. We got our boxing world, we got our MMA world, and we have our wrestling world. When you put those two together, you, those three together. Uh, I mean, I, I love seeing boxers and MMA fighters fight each other, and, but if we if we if we got them coming into wrestling. I'm good. Keep that out. That was the last thing Braun Strowman did was wrestle Tyson Fury. And and, and lost. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good, brother. I'm good. Hey, no, man. Um, stay, stay in your zones, man. Before we head out of here, man, uh, let's talk about your boy. We were both wrong. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. I feel like Marty Scrolls did not go to AEW like we thought. Marty Scrolls showed up in (laughs) NWA into the fire this past Saturday night. Makes no sense. Caught me off guard. Uh, (laughs) There's a new episode of NWA Power just came out today uh, without Jim Cornette. So I'm back watching it. Hey. Uh, I heard my guy Elijah Burke showed up too. I got to check this out. And it's in 4K? All right. Yeah. Right, that's really. Elijah Burke, man, the Pope. I think, I think, I think this is a setup. Like how with the Hardy Boys, like they when they signed with Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. and then they showed up. Then the next pay per view, maybe it might Marty not be show up at Bash at the Beach, or the the other one. What's it called? Revolve Revol- Revolution. Revolution. Yeah, I think he might show up at that one. I don't think he might show up at no Bash at the Beach. What about Luke Harper? Can't he like not wrestle for three months or something like that? Like he can't go to nah, I mean but, he can wrestle, he just can't wrestle on TV. You see Sin Cara? Yeah, I already <laughs> went back to Mexico. He's, the, he's still using the Sin Cara gimmick, like we ain't kind of the Sin Cara. He he using the mask, but like he, he changed his name. Okay, okay. All right. Like he still got the same mask though. He gotta redesign that mask. It looked just like the Sin Cara mask. I know he gotta redesign that mask. I don't think – is Marty signed to NWA or did he just show up? I don't know. Maybe he just showed up to get people talking. Like, oh, we thought he was going here and just throw people off a little bit. That'd be smart, but yeah, outside of, like, New Japan guys and outside of AEW fans, is anybody really going to care about, like, a swerve like that? I mean, it, like I said, it's we have our WWE fans. We have our hardcore wrestling fans. Everybody in the building, everybody in the building at FSW on Friday night knows who Marty is. Like, I think people forget wrestling fans, like hardcore wrestling fans, is a big, big thing also. And so I think that's where for them would be. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I, I, I think didn't, it's cool. I didn't know that Wade Barrett was an NWA too. I love it. I love it. NWA, keep the old wrestlers coming. I love they had they 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 got their place with the old wrestlers. We still, they like the big three. It's like the NWA is the big three of wrestling. That's They're true. not too old, but we, I mean, unless you Tim Storm, you old as fuck. 
or the, or the uh, Rock and Roll Express. Or the Rock and Roll. Oh my God. <laughs> He's old. Bro, they took a dive not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they dove out the ring or something like that. Y'all old asses, man. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, like, be like, man, y'all need to retire, but shit. <laughs> Bro. Y'all old. Shout out to the Rock and Roll. Shout out to the Rock and Roll Express, dude. Man, that's uh that's all we got today, man. Yes, um, sir. Anything else, Malik? No, nah, man. It's always great. Thank y'all for listening. Uh make sure y'all follow us YK Wrestling on Instagram and Twitter. YK Sports23 Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we got a big interview coming up this week. We're interviewing uh Tommy. What's his last name? Olsen, I think. I'm bad. I'm so terrible with people names. Right? Hey, we got a big interview. I don't remember the nigga name. <laughs> <laughs> but just trust me. No, he's the goalie for the lights, man. So uh, to me, to me, any Vegas sports player interview we got is is huge. Facts. We gotta get a this is who I want to interview, man. Who? Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage. Liz Cambage is pretty is, is a real nice person. She's a real. She seemed like a nice person. Yeah. She's she's. Yeah, I said it right. Olsen. I thought I was tripping. Yeah, Olsen. I because I don't like calling people the wrong name. But yeah, but yeah, Liz Cambage, Asia Asia Wilson. I I honestly miss the Aces. I posted that not too long ago. I do too. I was I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, damn, I ain't watched Aces games in so long, bro. Like going to the Mandalay Bay and like the Mandalay Bay, like. Going like down low, it has like this like cinnamon smell to it. So it's like, I love going there. But no, like every property on the strip got that smell. <laughs> it smell like cologne. Yeah, but like I don't know, it's just something about to, like it just smell like the Aces. So shout out to the Aces. Shout out to Bill Lambert. Yo, shout out to, yeah, shout out to Bill Lambert. I don't, I don't appreciate the Pistons uh, costing the Lakers a championship in the eighties, but what about two thousand four? That too. Like we, I don't like to talk about that. That was a bad year. That was like it was. It was. It was my favorite year of my childhood. But that finals put a really stain. Like the finals and then Shaq getting traded, all that kind of ruined my love for so basketball. my guys. Yo, we doing. We doing all right this year. About the elf and the Lakers last week, man. Young Kings Wrestling Podcast, man. <laughs> I am TC Fontana's Malik, man. You already know. You can follow me yes, at, sir. at TC Fontana on Twitter at. Uh, I'm in. I'm saying I was gonna change my Instagram name. Haven't yet. Maybe right. going in. I don't know. I, I want to retire my old name. I feel like I don't like it no more. Like I need what, to. The Fontaine is Icontra underscore on Instagram. I don't, I'm, I might change it soon. I don't know yet. The one I want. All right. So apparently, so my acting name is TC Fontaine. There's somebody in my city. Okay. Where I'm from. Oh, dude. Oh, head, dude. His name is T.C. Fontaine. Didn't know that. So <laughs> he got it first. So like, I went to go look at, I went to go look at my, uh, I, w- I went to go look for the name. I'm trying, I, I initially tried to change my name on Instagram with T.C. Fontaine. And I go to his profile. He got a picture of Terrence Crawford on there. I'm like, it's, it's say from Omaha. I'm like, huh? I was like, oh, somebody trying to beat me. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a real, it's an actual person. Um, <laughs> With the name, so. somebody trying to be yo. He, to, I, he don't post. He don't post on Instagram. Like, 
he probably ain't logged in in forever. So homie need to bro, come up I, off that name. Man, I hate that, bro. Whoever has the YK Sports name, yo, if you come listen to this, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro, I hate you with a passion because, like, you don't post nothing. You just got our name. You just don't post nothing. That's yo. what I'm saying. Like, come up off them names, man. For real, Every, bro. Everything would be all good. Hey, man, it's Young Kings Wrestling. Uh, We're going to be back next week, Malik. I'm going out of town tomorrow. I'm going back home. Uh, it's Christmas next week. Yeah. Are we? It's up to you, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm home all week. Hey, we're not going to be back for the rest of the year, guys. So, oh, consider, man. This the last show? Consider this the season finale. Dang, season <laughs> we'll be, one. Hey, we'll be back in January, man. Yes, man. Y'all have a blessed Christmas. Y'all have a happy New, New Year's. Year. Happy holidays. No matter what holiday, y'all celebrate Christmas. Uh, Hanukkah. Yeah. Hanukkah starting soon. Hanukkah start already? I have no. I've never known when it started. I don't know. Kwanzaa, <laughs> Kwanzaa start next week. Um, what's that holiday they celebrate in Canada? Boxing uh, Day. What? Shout out to. Uh, I don't think we have any Canadian listeners, but if we do, man, happy Shout Hanukkah out to day. For real. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Feliz Navidad. Friday After Next is a Christmas movie. Um, that's all I got to say. Yeah, it is. Ooh, I don't get that debate. Why is people debating over that? It literally takes place on Christmas on Eve. On Christmas. The main antagonist is Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie, dude. They yeah. also wanted to be a Christmas movie because it's black. That's all people, it is. People, people, they, they too woke, 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 woke. Can we leave, yeah. like, the, the woke, 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 woke back, like, this year, like it's okay to be woke. Leave, leave that, leave that in this decade. Leave, leave all the BS in the decade. It's, oh. And always remember, speak your peace. You dig? SYP Nation Instagram. Hey, follow SYP Nation on Instagram. Follow uh, Legacy. What's your what's your what's your Legacy Instagram? Legacy Four X. I need to start posting on it again. Legacy Four X Link LV TC Fontaine. I keep wrestling. I contra <laughs> underscore. Hey, it's a Young Kings Wrestling podcast, man. Uh, it's been a hell of a year. Uh, thank you. You listen to us, especially if you listen this far, man. Hashtag YK Wrestling. If you're listening, and just let us know if you're rocking with us, man. Shout out to Killer Cross on a hell of a show this past man, week, man. Thank you for following uh, Super Hill Promotions and Future Stars of Wrestling. Uh, shout out to all, you. Know, we've been getting a lot of followers, man, recently since that show. Which is crazy. Uh, I mean, we gotta go to more shows, man. We did go to more shows, man. I could have could have been built up followers. Yeah, we got about twenty followers over the week. Hey, twenty twenty, man, it's going up, man. It's, yes, uh, sir. But you know what show that is not coming to an end? What's that? Young King Sports, man. We got two more episodes in the year. Well, I don't know about next week. I mean, the week after next. But besides that, yeah. Uh, stay, stay, stay beautiful. Stay blessed. Stay wrestling fans. Because we, we course, need man. for this podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, and as always, enjoy, man. Uh, have fun. Have have fun in life. And uh, take it easy, guys, man. That's all I got to say. Uh, I'm, I'm grateful for how far we've come here. And uh, I'm looking forward to building this up in the next year, in the next 10 years. Yes. So we're going to have startup podcasts talking about us in 10 years. Yes, sir. Let's, let's make it happen, man. Young Kings Wrestling. We out of here, guys. Go. Oh.